0: Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture.
1: Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you got to let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello Meg. Hello Giselle. So nice to see you again. <laughs> Even though I saw you less than 12 hours ago at this point. Maybe a little over. 12. A little more, but but it doesn't it feels um feels like an eternity. I know. I mean, (laughs) it's so nice that
0: you live in the city because obviously we get to see each other, which is hilarious that we saw each other yesterday, but didn't record. I thought about that. I was like, I should have just come early and we should have just recorded.
1: But I mean, you kind of did come early too. But yeah, I was thinking we were sitting, we had a movie day yesterday um, and we were just sitting on the couch for most of the day. And I was Thinking I, that crossed my mind maybe three times, where I was like, we could totally be recording right now and, and save ourselves the trouble of Zoom. But um, but why would we met? You know, not that this isn't fun, but we were just too relaxed. We watched two movies. Yeah. We did. We watched Patterson, starring the one and only Birthday Boy Adam Driver, um, which was we love. which was good. It was really good. I think we all liked it. Um, I it just was, love Adam Driver. Yeah, he was super cute and just, like, very, like, different than all of his other roles where he's really, like, aggressive a lot of the time. He was very toned yeah. down, um, very philosophical, and very interesting. And then we rewatched Little Women, which was a delight, as always, and we cried our little eyes out.
0: Yes, it was so good. Um, it was nice to have a movie day. I feel like I haven't done that in a while and just, like, sat down and just, like, dedicated time to watching movies and, like, sitting on the couch and not doing anything Um, Not like we're doing that much, but I just feel like we're always like chatting or like, you know what I mean? Like it's we're always like, you know,
1: having discussions and having intense
0: discussions.
1: (laughs) But also it's like I I think it that feels like watching a movie feels like relaxing. But it's like one of the only things we've been able to do, I feel like since the pandemic is stay in. and So I feel like we're always trying to find ways to be safe, but also do something like. Go exactly. sit outside somewhere and have a drink, or like go to the park, or you know, go for a walk. But um, it was just nice to kind of like stay inside and be cozy. And then magically, the AMAs were on last night, so we got to watch those together, which was great. <laughs> Chaotic. Magically. I was
0: not going to, and then we were just like sitting there when we ordered pizza, and we're like, I guess we'll watch them, which is another topic on our agenda today.
1: Yes, but we will get I to feel those like eventually. This
0: week, this week was. It had some ups and some downs, I'd say. Yeah, it was very all over the place.
1: I, there was, I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, But like, also, I, it's <laughs> it's like hard to keep up with what's going on, too. Even for us, when we keep up with everything, it's like, uh, I don't know. But, but some good things. I think we'll start off with some good things. Yeah, I think we'll definitely start off with some good
0: things, which is, of course, I feel like this is becoming a tradition. It's either a new music roundup or like a new... TV show slash movie roundup. And this week, our number five is a new music roundup because a lot of things came out last week. Um, A lot of collabs. I feel like this month there was a lot of albums that dropped.
1: Yeah, November. I mean, and it's interesting because we were just saying before we started recording that the Grammy nominations are being announced tomorrow, but none of the most recent albums, none of the stuff, you know, when we talk about the Grammy noms next week, it's going to be about all albums that came out you know, at least four months ago, but all there's all this new music that's like currently on the brain. So it's going to be and I know there's going to be tweets like, how dare they snub Ariana positions? And it's like, she's not eligible for the Grammys. But but yeah, lots of new stuff. Exactly. Um, in the rotation, for sure.
0: Yeah, I feel like we can start with, I mean, the the first the new album that was released and that's um, Good News by Miss Megan V Stallion. The Stallion. Um, And so, I mean, first and foremost, like, we all know I love Megan Thee Stallion. I think she's amazing. I think she has a lot of, like, a lot of power. I feel like she's been through a lot. Um, And I feel like I, when I, this was announced, when the album was announced, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I feel feel like a lot of times with all these albums, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is happening. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: And so I went into it being, like, really excited, really lit. So I think, like. And I, so I listened to it and formed my own opinion. And then actually today I like went and watched some like reaction channels of people that I like, like and trust and kind of got their feedback and kind of like looked about what other everyone was saying. And so like, I, I liked the album. I think it was good. I feel like it's, it was very Megan Thee Stallion. I feel like it was just like throwing your ass in a circle music. Like that's kind of what she does. But I (laughs) think that she is like, her lyrics are always extremely raunchy, but like, they just like the way she
1: puts things together i'm like oh my god queen like oh uh, yeah. i just the, there's so many just like incredibly clever plays on words and that just like so good when i heard them first the first time i listened i like sometimes i just like rewind a little bit and be like oh my god like no that's so perfect and so clever
0: yeah and i think i'm i think i have to say like i went into this like not really like i knew what to expect cuz i've kind of listened to her old i've listened to her old stuff mm-hmm. um but this is like my first I feel like every person, when you become a fan of them, you have their first drop where like you are just like, a f- like you are actually a fan. So like, as you kind mm-hmm. of talk about with Taylor Swift, how like you, I think a lot of people don't necessarily like Reputation, but you love it because that was your favorite yeah. like album when you became a fan. I feel like that was like me with this album with Megan The Stallion. Like
1: mm-hmm. I had always
0: listened to things retro, like in the past. So I went into this being like, yes, like this is exactly what I thought she was going to give. Like, I love it. It's very her. Mm-hmm. So today I was like looking through some people's reviews and stuff. People that were like fans since like the like her early, early, early mixtapes, uh, and I've I've seen some negative reception of the album. Wow, not like ne- in terms of just like I think that people were like, this is she didn't give us anything new or different. Like I think people were like her mixtapes go harder than this, and like people basically were saying like every person that comes, becomes mainstream very quickly has an, like this album, they were like, you can tell that her record label were like, you need to go, you need to make something more mainstream marketable. Right. And so people were like, it's just like, it's her, it's her old stuff, but like a little bit more. It's like when Nikki like went super mainstream and like her old fans were like, this isn't Nikki, but like all the, everyone was like, yes, we love this. I feel like that's like similar. So I've heard people that were like, it's a bit like repetitive and like, Some people were saying it's just a bit too commercial. It's, like, not the whole, like, Megan. But, I mean, like, I like it. (laughs) I'm not changing my opinion. I still like it. I still think it's great. I also heard people were saying, like, obviously she talks in the first song, Shots Fired. She goes into a little bit of the Tory Lane stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think people were kind of, like, people don't realize how much trauma Megan Thee Stallion has been through with, like, her family passing away and this Tory Lane stuff. And, like, a lot of people are saying, like is this just the Megan we're always going to get? Like, I feel like she kind of uses the party girl vibe as, like, a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And, like, is this kind of, like, what we're always going to get from her? I don't really know. I liked the album. I think it's great. I think, for me, this is what I expected from Megan Thee Stallion. So I'm kind of, like, I'm going to, like, bop in the corner and just, like, continue to listen to it. And, like, um, yeah, that's my opinions of it.
1: No, I mean, 100%. I mean, obviously, like... Oh my god! Okay, like my neighbors' kids are like literally running around and like slamming their feet on the ground, and it's very loud. Always. So sorry about that. But um, the you t- you messaged <laughs> on Friday, and I'm so distracted. You messaged me on Friday, me and Vera, and you were like, "Ladies, like I know it's not usually like your vibe, but this Megan Thee Stallion album is amazing. Like she she did what she had to do." Um yes. and I was like, I hadn't listened yet, but I was like, I'm excited to listen. And you said like, "Oh yeah, Meg, like I feel like you'll like." like oh, like a lot of these songs and I did I really enjoyed it you know like I listened the SZA to it song is great this is a song I mean and you know SZA's is my bitch like I love SZA so much so. yeah um so yeah I was so I listened to it just like straight through but I was really looking forward to that one but yeah there are some I mean I I don't know if I'll put the whole thing in my rotation but I really like a lot of the songs and I think and I mean yeah. not to get ahead not even to get ahead to the AMAs but like just a reference to the AMAs like last night when we were watching and she won a certain award. I don't remember which one it was. But, you know, she, like, thanked her mom and was like, I know you're looking out for me or whatever. And I just think, like, she is so young. Like, she's – I mean, she's your age. She's, like, you're younger than me. But, like, she's so young. And, like you said, to be have been through so much shit like that is just so much trauma. I just think that she's incredible. And I think that – I also saw a tweet going back to the, you know – it's too mainstream that (laughs) you know what like Meg did this song for like the Macy's commercial you know like she's gonna get her like get in her bag like with these songs like being able to use them for like commercials and stuff like that you know what I mean and if that's true then like let her you know what I mean like let's let her get get what she deserves get her coin I agree it's like let her stay in her bag
0: like if this is what's gonna like and then so The person who I, like, one of the people who I watched this morning that talked about is Zachary Campbell. I don't know if you guys follow him, but he does a lot of reviews of, like, very much my kind of music. He, like, loves the rap girls, but he also, like, is obsessed with Ari, Gaga, all those people. Um, And he Mm -hmm. was saying, like, the thing about Meg is, like, maybe, like, she not only is, like, in her own bag. She's, like, has to, like, she's a machine. She's turning into a machine. So, like, her, like, Megan is a person, but she's also a brand. Megan Thee Stallion is a brand. And, like, that she Mm -hmm. probably pays so many people's salaries. You know what I mean? Like, just oh her as the entity. So, like, she doesn't, she can't afford to, like, not continuously be a machine, which is, like, also kind of sad and tragic, but also, like, I get it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I loved the album. I
1: think, uh, yeah, I just. Also, is, like, it, that's it, how she, if she wants to get any bigger than she is now, she <clears throat> has to go more mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, you're saying, like, exactly. you, you know her mixtapes and her old stuff and whatever. Like, I don't. Because that's not usually, like, necessarily a genre or, like, that I go to. But she's this huge rapper now. She's everywhere, you know? It's, like, like that's why, like, I listen to Cardi B's whole album. But, like, there are some, probably some amazing female rappers out there that I don't know. Because, like, it's just not necessarily a genre I turn to all the time. But I'm listening to Megan Thee Stallion's album, not just mm-hmm. because, obviously, I'm friends with you and you, you love her. But also, like, because... And not just because to talk about it on this podcast, but because I was really interested to see what she was going to come out with. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's, it's yeah, because she totally. has this like public image now and she's this public figure a lot more than she was. And so if she wants to get some more people, <clears throat> she has to be a little bit more mainstream. And that's just how it is. And I get that, like, maybe some people are annoyed about that, but that's just how it is. And I still think the music is good. So, you know, just because it's a little more mainstream doesn't mean that it's not fun or great to listen to or like sending her same message I mean like she's so much about obviously like one thing body positivity and this body song is like fucking a hit you know it's amazing yeah it's addicting she it's made it so for good TikTok. it's she catchy knew. and it's it's gonna be everywhere for the next couple of months and that's what she needed to do and she did what she had to do
0: agreed um so yeah Megan I megan you and megan the stallion um i think megan the <laughs> stallion did what she had to do i like the album and it's catchy as fuck so congrats to her and so then we yes. have the other two things we want to talk about which are two collabs that came out on the same day Ooh. um
1: we posted about it on instagram maybe- a little showdown
0: we did. Mm-hmm. The girls are fighting. The girls are
1: fighting. What is the tea? <laughs> and that is Miss
0: Cyrus, Miss Miley, and Miss Dua, Dua Peep, mm-hmm. coming out with Monster, sorry, with Prisoner. Yep. And then Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes coming out with Monster, mm-hmm. Um, which I, I, I like both songs. I think, obviously, they're extremely different. I also think it's funny because, like, Justin, Justin, I, I, I've been on such a roller coaster with Justin Bieber because, like, obviously, as many people, like, we all know his songs, like, from the past. And then he went through a very chaotic phase. I was actually, at the height of my Justin Bieber fandom was during the Purpose era, which is, I will, is an amazing album. Like, Justin delivered on Purpose. (laughs) Um, But that was a very dark time for him as a person. Um, And now I guess he's, like, doing the lonely song and the holy song and trying to be a Christian and, I mean, hey, he's getting the whole entire world to listen to this holy song. So I guess he's, you know, Mm -hmm. doing what he has to do. But I think it's funny that, of course, he's doing it with uh, this new song monster with Mr. Mendez, who, of course, famously has a documentary that came out today.
1: But that he dropped on a Monday, so neither of us have been able to watch it yet. Thank you so much for nothing, (laughs) Sean. Where he no, talks about I mean, Camila Cabello, yikes! I'm not excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I personally, I mean, I think I said this like Prisoner One. If we're if we're putting them putting them against each other, like Prisoner One for me, uh, Monster is good. I think it's got a vibe. It's it's groovy. Um, it's just interesting. And I mean, I think I said this to you yesterday too. Um, Justin Bieber is so like trying to do this whole reinvention thing and all of his lyrics lately like in this holy song in this lonely song and this now monster song are about how like he did some bad things but like now he's like trying to like whatever somehow like you know, mount a comeback, basically. And I'm just not really interested in that narrative for him. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine, whatever. But yeah. But he lost. I think he kind of lost me, like, in terms of, like, I don't think I was ever a super stan of Justin Bieber. Um, When I was a senior in college, that was the year all of his, like, most, I would say, most recent big hits, which were, like, that was 2016. So it was like, where um, are you now? What do you mean? And sorry, we're just like everywhere and we're huge. Um, so I'd say that was maybe my peak with him. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'll listen to the music. I like Monster. I mean, Sean, it's I think it's is it technically Sean's song? Is it? I, I don't know, because like Sean's the one who has like, I think, an album coming out soon. You know, like, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's Shawn Mendes's song. And Justin Bieber is featuring on it. I feel. I feel like it may be one of those songs that actually
0: will be on neither album, but they're both using it to just like equal like a promote promo single. Okay, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's just it's funny also because like right before Justin and Haley like got together for this final time, basically, and then like got engaged and got like married, um, Shawn Mendes took her to the Met Gala, literally <laughs> yeah. that May, and then she was with Justin in in July, so. So it's an interesting, interesting way, interesting the way those PR relationships shake out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know I truly think, the PR yeah. of it all. But yeah, no, I mean, like even but, with but with yeah. Miss
0: Miss LePeep and Miss Cyrus, I feel like, I mean, first of all, the girls, the girls are giving it to us. Like I, I mean, I am like I actually, I think it's fine for me to admit that like i am like very much like a miley cyrus apologist like i think Mm -hmm. that like she i i stand her acknowledging the fact that like for two years of her career she fully uh marketed off of black culture and appropriated black culture and it was very bad and she should not have done that was the music good yes but like miley cyrus that was not good yeah so I stand here acknowledging that, and I think that she also acknowledges that that was something she should not have done. Yeah. Um, but we, we, I have moved on, and I believe we we forgive people for, you know, realizing and understanding new information, and I genuinely think Miley Cyrus is a good person, and I also genuinely think Miley Cyrus is a great artist, and I am very, 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 very excited for this album, because I feel as though I can finally wholeheartedly stand um. with and and she's not appropriating anyone's culture like we've all been waiting for a rock esque Miley album we've she's finally giving the girls what they need um Midnight yep. Sky was great Prisoner as you said yesterday Meg a great follow-up to that I mean Dua is just the moment like yeah. She is like, I I think her team has been doing an incredible job with her promo. Oh, my I God. think that Dua's album was great. I think that Dua on the song was great. I think that Dua's whole thing is great. I love their whole vibe together. It was. Smart. I, I mean, it was. It was great. It was hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said this to you, like we need to get Normani under like Dua Lipa's management or something. You know, like <laughs> we need some help here with <laughs> like that. Yeah. Because Dua is like flawless album rollout in the middle of a pandemic flawless like still keeping this album relevant keeping it you know levitating is my bitch like i love that song i've loved that song since the beginning and it's like such a hit right now plus she's coming out with a b-side plus this miley collab and yeah miley's album plastic hearts drops friday and i think it's gonna be fucking good i mean if, if these two singles are anything oh my god that's to... so soon i know yay thanksgiving treat
0: I know Um,
1: but yeah I'm so excited for the album now I mean I I I really liked Midnight Sky it's like in all of my top played I think this year at this point because like I run to it all the time but it's also just like so good and now Prisoner like they just have such there's so much like you know it's in sync and and I think if this is the vibe of the album I'm really gonna fuck with it
0: yeah no I, I agree I'm excited for the album it was great it was just a good last Friday was like or this past Friday was just a good day for music. Oh, yeah, it was.
1: Um... But yeah, I know. I'm excited to watch this Sean Mendez documentary and see what's going on with him. And... Shawnee boy. Shawnee boy. And I mean, like we are famously like always listening to Wonder. <laughs> it's just it's so catchy. what
0: um, it's like to be loved by you.
1: It's cool. um and i was, yeah, I was and, and, the, and the holy in the song <laughs> i was yeah i mean I am, I am i am really the holy
0: apologist here
1: <laughs> i was like singing along both... to holy yesterday and vera was like not you knowing the words i was like of course i know the words like i listen to it all the it's, time <laughs> it's good
0: <laughs> but, it's um, very good yeah um no but agreed i think I'm excited to watch it, even though I'm reluctant, and I'm excited to see where these these albums take us. And yeah. I'm also interested to see how people continue to feel about Miss, Miss Stallion.
1: Oh, I know. I love I her, know. so I hope she... I, I hope think she's still riding high. I mean, and, like, she's just going to get even bigger, I think, from this. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I also think, like, people want to work with her, you know? She's worked with Beyonce. She's worked with Cardi. Like, I, I just think she's going to continue to get features and... I'm hopeful that that happens because I like her a lot. I think she's great.
0: Same. Okay, well, I guess we need to talk about the AMAs now.
1: <laughs> the catastrophe. chaos of the AMAs, <laughs> hosted by Taraji P. Henson, um, which famously is- drunk off champagne the whole time. Famously drunk, famously wearing, like, 18 different outfits over the course of the night. Yeah. Some very nice, some heinous, completely horrendous. Um, And, yeah, famously not being able to pronounce Louis Capaldi. She called him Louis Cabaldi. Which, like, I feel like does not get as much, like, meme. Like, it's not being memed as much as it should. It's, I mean... (laughs) It was so funny, but yeah, I mean, we sat here. We watched most of it. I think we started. We missed a few of the opening performances, um, but but yeah, there was there were a lot of performances, which is I think something that we've been asking for from award shows more than anything is just to like give us the performances and give us the awards. Stop it with the bits, basically. Um, and although this was like a mess, I do think it kind of leaned into that a lot of the with the performances. Um, there were a lot yeah. of. There were a lot of um, not live performances. So we were doing a lot of comparing of who's lip syncing and who's not lip syncing. Um, there were a lot of random performances. A lot of random performances. Um, yeah, like Dan and Shay, boring. Uh, Billie Eilish I was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I, Billie Eilish. It, that could be a whole nother topic, like a whole I know. nother Another person getting point. a documentary. Everyone, oh my God, um, Bill Bab Devoe, which I guarantee ninety uh, percent of the people watching the AMAs did not know who those were. Those oh my people God, were. they were
1: having fun though.
0: Like, no, I mean, yeah, like I, <laughs> I like Bill Bab Devoe. Like, I know who they are. My parents listened to Bill Bab Devoe. Like, I've listened to New Edition, but like, I guarantee, like, all the Gen Zers were like, "What the fuck is what Poison?" Is like, they they all don't know what that song is,
1: but it's a great song. I was jamming. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, and Nelly got like a life, <laughs> We were like, just, I think you said, you were like, it's Nelly getting a lifetime achievement award tonight, but it was the 20 year anniversary of his album. What's it called? I forget. Country grammar,
0: which I was like, yes. Is that something we're celebrating? But I mean, Nelly, Nelly was having fun as well.
1: Nelly is having a moment. He's on the finale of Dancing with the Stars tonight. So by the time everyone listens to this, we might know if he wins or not. I mean, He's apparently like the the guy that's in the finale that doesn't deserve to be there. But, uh, but like good for Nelly. He's like, I was saying, he's like 56 or something. He's looking great.
0: Yeah. There's always, there's always one. (laughs) Um, and who else? Yeah. JLo performed with Maluma who they both lip synced and it was actually not that great of a lip sync. So I was like, but but JLo was
1: giving us choreo, incredible choreo. Um, Yeah, but completely just like sitting on opposite ends of a table from each other, lip singing at each other. It was um, (laughs) it was incredible to watch. Um, Mr. Mendez was pretty good.
0: Yeah, Sean was I think Sean actually always has a great live
1: performance. I feel like I'm always like happy with with Sean's lives. Um, Oh, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no there's no doubt about the talent there. Any anywhere, you know, like I'm he's talented as hell. He's just messy. <laughs> yeah. Who else?
0: Oh, yeah. Meg, Meg, the signing. I also, also I felt like the, it was literally the award show was like 100 performances, like the weekend and Taylor Swift and Becky G winning awards and then BTS ending the show. <laughs> that was literally it.
1: But it went on but for I three said hours. It to you. But I said it to you, like when they announced, cause they announced artists of the year and Taylor Swift won that. And then BTS performed like right at the end, like literally at like 1055. And basically, the, I was like, it's like we're watching a completely different award show now because Taylor Swift wasn't mentioned previously before that, like, at all, basically. And then it was like, she won three awards. And then it was like, and now here's, now we're jetting off to South Korea to yeah, at off. BTS perform. But the whole award show before that was, like, Justin Bieber and Dan and Shay winning and The Weeknd winning and The Weeknd coming out in his stupid fucking, like, bandages and shit. Like, I'm so tired of him with this, like, look, it's so annoying. And like I'm tired and Meg, and like Meg and Cardi. And then remember the um the Taraji Meg bit where Meg was like, I'm scared (laughs) I know. Yeah, but it was just it was so messy leading up to that point. Like Machine Gun Kelly gave us like a pop like a like a rock performance. Like that was like so strange and and weird. But uh but yeah, it was just a very weird night. Very interesting um, time to be alive. Uh, I don't know. It was just so
0: strange. Uh, no, it's just so chaotic. And then, of course, like, whatever. It's the This is what I was talking about last week. It's like these digital award shows. It's just like they have not found the right cadence for them yet. It's mm-hmm. all just a bit weird still. It's all just a bit awkward still. I know they're trying and I know we're all, like, existing in this weird COVID world. But, like... Sometimes we just got to let it go. Let it go.
1: No, totally. And then they had like the audience like way up in the top um, sections of this whatever arena they were in in LA. And there were these like you could literally hear these like girls screaming and you could barely hear the artist like accepting the award half the time because they were screaming so loud and it was incredibly annoying. and they're all wearing masks. And it's just it's just like it feels so dystopian. Sometimes it really does. Like all of this. I know it really it's, it's hard. It's like.
0: it it, yeah it's like we actually on the way home vera and i were talking about this we were like it's so weird because there's moments that feel so normal and so real and then like truly all of a sudden like you'll see people performing in masks or like you'll walk outside and like you need to wear your mask but in like five seconds ago you were like sitting in your friend's house as you normally used to and it's just like all so odd um yeah i i I need Mm -hmm. them to get this whole award show thing together before the grammys i i'm gonna be sad if the grammys are shit
1: I know I know I know they ne- <laughs> I don't know I mean Not it's like you said being shit. um yeah I don't know I mean like and I'm just kind of like the tributes and the the anniversary stuff and whatever like I get it but I kind of right now like unless it's like a really good well put together tribute or whatever like I don't want to be seeing these like Tributes to one artist performed by, like, 10 different current artists at the Grammys this year. You know, like, when Katy Perry, like, sang with Dolly Parton. And, like, Katy Perry. and, like, oh, and Katie ten others Yeah. Car- like, random Casey- other people. And, oh, my God, lest we forget, Katy Perry performed with Darius Rucker last night. Why? That was...
0: That, that really set the whole mood for me. Literally. And that like, was oh, right when we... This. That
1: was literally right when we turned it on. That was, like, the first thing we were let into. It was, like... Also,
0: I full... I know, like, no, sh- no tea, no shade to the Katie Cats, but I fully forgot that that album came out this year.
1: Yeah, it's... it's I don't, I don't see it getting any nominations for anything. Like, Katie just... She can't, she, it's, she's struggling. She's
0: struggling to recreate. I mean, I told I talked about that New York Times article that I read about Katie's album, The Review, and how, like, she's, she says she's not trying to create, recreate that, like, 2011 fame. But, Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to not always, like, feel that way. And, like, whatever, the world just, like, isn't, that's just not the way the world works anymore. It's, like, what the song, Firework, if Firework came out today, like, it wouldn't be the same hit as it yeah, was back then, but that's, flop. like, the point. Because it's, like, even those two random guys that perform... Why are you always in a mood? Whatever, man, i Like, that's, like, very... A song of the time, like, 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, like, they might... They, that might yeah, be I mean, the only
1: hit they ever make. You know? Like yeah, and might, I mean, that's another conversation.
0: Like... That's another conversation that I feel like we can have off-camera, on-camera, whenever, on recording, is, like, is... Is there ever, like, what does it mean to have a timeless song anymore? Like, if in 2020, is there such a thing as a timeless bop? I don't know.
1: Exactly. And I mean, like, again, it's about, with Katy Perry, like, it's about, you have to reinvent yourself all the time. We've talked about this a million times with Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift and all these people um, that it's really hard to do. And I just think Katy Perry, unfortunately, has not found the right formula and it's been like, almost too long at this point, you know? Like, I don't know, like, I want her to do well, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we want women female artists to succeed. We don't wish will on Miss Katie Cat Exactly, like, but I just, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like, even when I like, really like one of her songs, like, I really, really enjoyed Never Really Over. But that's like the only thing I can remember from the past, like three years from her, basically. Like I know this Daisy song, it's on in like CBS all the time. But like I I can't like I can't imagine her next album, you know, coming out and it being like as pop, like you said, as popular as something like Teenage Dream was or like completely taking over the radio anymore. It just it just feels like she's fighting a losing battle at this point.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Miss Um But yeah, I,
1: I don't know. The aim is all of it. Chaos. Terrible. Yeah, I know. We're just going to pray just- for the Grammys. I mean, they should honestly let us organize and run it because we would be able to put on a good show. But that's what I always say.
0: Yeah. The fact that the fact that we're not literally doing this as a profession is upsetting, but it's fine. Executive They'll find
1: producers.
0: <laughs> um. I mean, on to something exciting and great that happened yes. last week mm-hmm. was, I mean, truly, in my opinion, one of the hottest men man alive, actually, Mr. Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. being People's Sexiest Man Alive 2020, Woo. which when I, when it was announced, I was like, duh. Yeah. I, was, I was like, Has, hasn't this already happened? Like, I thought he was already like someone's <sighs> sexiest man alive. I was shocked. I was Truly shocked that this year was the year that they decided to say that. Also, wasn't last year John Legend or some shit, and the year before Blake Shelton? That's disgusting to me. It's literally,
1: it. It's literally the most random fucking award on earth, right? Like, completely random. Um, there was also, like, so much confusion with that this year because – I thought it was Dan Levy. Yeah, well, because what People Magazine does is the issue Sexiest Man Alive, there's one guy on the cover that they call The Sexiest Man Alive, which this year is Michael B. Jordan. But there's also all of these individual awards. Like, they do, like, Sexiest Dad, Sexiest, like country singer, sexiest this, sexiest, you know, like sexiest TV host, right? They do all this like random and in the issue. There's like millions of photos, whatever. Like Chris Evans got one this year and like Dan Levy was sexiest man in quarantine. Which they announced. But Dan Levy posted it like before the embargo of Michael B. Jordan. They announced it. So like Dumois, the account was like which is like the most annoying account on the internet at this point um was like posting being like oh I know somebody told me but like and like a lot of you you are guessing right but like I can't tell you and was like giving hints and stuff like that and then people were sending into her being like oh my god no it's Dan Levy like they already announced it and she's like no like that's like a lesser like or whatever but it was confusing you know it's just it's weird and then they announced it on Jimmy Kimmel and it's just like but good for Michael B
0: I'm happy for him yeah Exactly. Like Michael B. Jordan actually is one of the hottest men alive. This is not this is not false. I can get behind it. I think it's correct. Um, I mean, obviously, like. If they didn't, I mean.
1: The trajectory of this award. (laughs) Like the history of this award is is insane. Like they've been doing it since like the 80s. But basically since the millennium. Right. So in 2000, we have Brad Pitt. Right. Makes sense. Two thousand one we have Pierce Brosnan. Two thousand two we have Ben Affleck. Then we got Johnny Depp. Did not age well. Jude Law, which which well. I will I will stand behind that because Jude Law on the Holiday is sexy. I I'm I'm yeah, going I'm going I... on the record here. Jude Law on the Holiday is really, really sexy. And also in some other things as well. He's he hasn't aged very well either, but he if you watch the holiday, he's very sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we got Matthew McConaughey, George Clooney Not like being a Jude lost matt Matt Damon, Hugh Jackman, Johnny Depp again.
0: I mean the thing is it's like I definitely remember in my past life, like I thought Johnny Depp was hot, but like I can't obviously he's like extremely problematic, so I don't i I can't subscribe to that any longer, but i I can understand.
1: Yeah. I, um, I can't really get on that boat with you. But I respect your opinion. <laughs> 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 you drag me about Jude Law, I'll drag you about Johnny Depp. Um, it's OK. I, I,
0: will, I, will, I will take that.
1: I, but on the record, I do not stand him now. No, we know. I do not stan him now. We know. OK, just making sure everyone knows Of course. Um, OK, so then we've got 2010, Ryan Reynolds, Bradley Cooper, Channing Tatum, Adam Levine. Yes. I never thought Channing Tatum was hot. Never. No, his face never did it for me. It's like obviously he's got an incredible body, but the face just never did it for me. Adam Levine, Chris Hemsworth, David Beckham, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Blake Shelton. That's tragic. Idris Elba. John Legend, and now Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Just the trajectory of that is truly deranged. Like, the pivots. The pivots from David Beckham to The Rock, to Blake Shelton, to Idris Elba, who is an incredibly sexy man, then to John Legend, who I'm sorry is just like... I would never describe him as sexy. You know what I mean? No. Like, he looks like Arthur.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, it's it's honestly... I mean yeah I was actually excited when they before I knew it was Michael Jordan who I like obviously think is hot is like one of my top five celebrity crushes whatever Mm -hmm. I was excited when they said Dan Dan Levy I was like okay yes like queer representation woo and then they that was not the truth but uh you know (laughs) I no totally I mean that's that's a good point it's just a bit like obvious i mean i love yeah. the obvious choice michael b jordan is hot not giving him that award is a crime but like yeah. there i mean as we know there are so many other hot men
1: <laughs> there are truly so many hot men and i mean can i just say i am so glad that chris evans has never won this award because can you imagine what it would do to his ego he'll probably win it like next year oh jesus christ i feel like his time has passed also thank god that chris pratt has never won it either
0: yeah i'm gonna goodness. i'm gonna pick it
1: for um for chris pine
0: <laughs> yeah literally you're like on it i i think i'm a i'm on that i feel like oscar isaac like let's give him the award.
1: Ooh, <laughs> adam that. driver will
0: never win but like adam driver.
1: <laughs> can you imagine the controversy of adam driver one he is the I most like. divisive in terms of like is this man good looking or not and i mean he is famously we are both on the yes, he is. <laughs> but, I mean, if you He's didn't see hot. our birthday post for him on our Instagram page, Giselle picked all of the best photos of him ever taken, basically. Um, but that would be like a national emergency, the same way the Blake Shelton one was. Like, people would be like, what is happening? Who is running the show over at People? I know, people <laughs> would be so mad. Uh, uh,
0: let, let me just anonymously email people for the tip. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Well, justice for Michael B. Jordan after he only got third place in my hot man bracket
0: is served. Yeah, honestly, people were <laughs> trifling. This is literally why. Like, this is redemption. Redemption. Liam Hemsworth,
1: who? Liam Hemsworth, who? Ryan Gosling, who? Both have never won. Truly. I'm sure they're in the issue somewhere, though. Like, there's a. Yeah, Ryan con- Gosling, with... I think, is actually hot. Oh, he is very, very, very sexy, I think. Yeah. For sure. Aging very well. Very. But,
0: okay. anywho. <laughs> okay, now moving on to the controversial part of our podcast episode today. Yeah. And that is, uh, first, I mean, we have to talk about this Sia drama. Yeah, this is,
1: this is, like, so bad. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, Sia, has Sia been problematic in the past? I actually feel like I have not, maybe. I don't know. I don't
0: think so actually. I feel like this is the first time Sia like is is showing some colors that we didn't see
1: before. Yeah, cuz like I she uses Maddie Ziegler like all the time in her in her music videos and stuff. The girl from Dance Moms, who we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that she's a big Survivor fan and she always picks a favorite contestant and like if they don't if they're not the winner or even if they are the winner, like she'll like give them $10,000 or something like to help them if they have like a good story, or whatever. Wait, Which for is what? like for Survivor. There's a Sia does that. There's a Sia award almost every season now. Like it started like a couple years ago, and she just like gives money to people. <laughs> I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's pretty random. But um, but that's really my only impression of Sia. Basically, is that she just like has the Maddie girl dress up and the wig, and she like doesn't show her face and whatever. But. But yeah, basically, she directed this movie called Music um, that is like I think it's like going to be kind of a visual album for her. Like, I think she's like putting out a bunch of new music to go with it. But basically, um, it's about this young girl with nonverbal autism. And (laughs) she's like played by Maddie Ziegler, who does not have autism. And basically, there was a ton of backlash for this. Um, it also stars Kate Hudson and Leslie Odom Jr. And basically, it's it's about, it's the, the what does it say? A press release describes the film as a wholly original exploration of the healing power of love and the importance of community. Sia's music is integral to the story of the film as the characters examine the fragile bonds that hold us together and through fantastical musical sequences, imagine a world where those bonds can be strengthened in times of great challenge. Um. But basically, like, I've seen the trailer for this movie and Maddie Ziegler is, like, basically, like, you know, like, doing all these mannerisms and things where she's, like, acting like she has a disability, basically. But obviously she's not disabled. And obviously the backlash to this was swift and strong on the internet. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think the first the first thing I think about when I'm thinking about this, which is, like, how obviously different our world is now. And, like, Maybe we should, like, it's it's etched into time. But do you remember when Shia LaBeouf played someone, I think someone who's autistic, in the movie True Colors?
1: No, but I do remember what Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which I think was probably before that as well, though. But what, yeah. that must have been, like, what, in the past, like, 10, 15 years, the Shia LaBeouf one? Probably,
0: like, ah, probably like 20. It was a okay. long time ago. Like, this was, like, back when we were, like, young kids i think this he was in this movie like either before even stevens or like right after even or like in the like in the beginning of even stevens got it yeah but i feel like this is like something that's happened a lot which is like um able able um actors playing someone with a disability Mm -hmm. which like i was talking to meg yesterday and i think this is like going to be in this is introducing a new conversation into like it's not new it's it's something that's been talked about but like Into popular culture is like this idea of dismantling ableism, (laughs) which is like I think extremely important, and I think it's like different but also in similar to like what we talk about a lot about like non queer actors playing queer parts and like not trans people playing trans parts. Like, I think that that's like it's along the similar lines. It's like there, how many probably like actors with autism are trying to book roles and to get roles and like deserve equally as much as Maddie Ziegler to have the role, you know, but like, because exactly, like, it's, it's just the world. It's like, of course, they're going to pick, they're going to put someone in the role who does not actually understand or know or can't even actually really research the experience because you will never actually understand the experience unless you've lived it.
1: Exactly. 100%. And of and course...
0: Sorry, go ahead. Sia. No, no, no. Of course, Sia is, like, defending her choice.
1: Oh, my God. Like, like firmly, like, will not, re- like, refuses to kind of back down. I mean, people, I think, initially assumed that she hadn't consulted anyone who had with lived experience. But like you said, like, you can't actually really research. Like, this is just, like, it's such a specific thing, and it's, it's so hard. But basically, she said that she based the character on an autistic friend of hers and that she had a pair of... Um, like two or three, uh what is it, neuro atypical consultants around her at all times. It says she also explained that she originally attempted to cast someone on the spectrum, but because of the rapid sco- shooting schedule and the level of functionality of the character, she eventually decided to go with Ziegler. Um but yeah, I mean people obviously were were talking about this. This you know, this person tweeted at her this is totally unacceptable and there are no excuses you should know better than to be to allow able-bodied and neurotypical to represent the disabled community. It's incredibly offensive, as is the infantilization of the character sickened and not even captioned, don't release this. Um, She's responding like, the movie is both a love letter to caregivers and to the autism community. I have my own unique view of the community and felt it is underrepresented and compelled to make it. If that makes me a shit, I'm a shit, but my intentions are awesome. Okay, it was like, that's great. Like, if you want, if you actually see a want to bring
0: lights to an underrepresented community and you you should you know maybe like use an actor from that underrepresented community literally
1: this this it's like it's like green book It, it is though it's all a lot it's all like fucking issues in the industry and it's like you take you know one step forward with diversity like in you know like you know people of color or something like that but then there's this as well you know like there's just so many lanes of like you know just complete it's a complete mess and people just not doing the right thing and completely doing what it takes just to like make their lives easier basically rather than like be actually representative like this this person responded to her several autistic actors myself included responded to these tweets we all said we could have acted in it on short notice these excuses are just that excuses the fact that of the matter is zero effort was made to include anyone who is actually autistic. And Sia responded, maybe you're just a bad actor. Oh my God. Nah, bye Sia. Yeah, and then she tweeted, grr, fuckity fuck, why don't you watch my film before you judge it? Fury, all caps. So, no, yeah. I don't. I I, just,
0: I I just love, I love when people who have nothing, like, who have nothing to do with that community, like, it's, like, when people, uh, when someone says something racist and then white people apologize for it, like, on behalf of the, the person. <laughs> I'm, like, this is literally it. It's, like, Sia has, no, like, has actually nothing to do with the, like, disabled community, like, whatever, she has a friend who, who possibly is disabled, but, like, that's literally, like, people being, like, I have a black friend. Um, like, that's just so upsetting. Like, you literally have people who are as they have said, autistic, who are saying we could have acted in this film, like, and you're yelling at them? No. It's, no, it's no, 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 no. so
1: bad. Yeah, so that's something that happened that's not good. That's a reminder that there's a why lot of work everyone to be done. problematic? I know. That's why I asked. That's why I was like, has she done problematic shit before? And maybe she has, and I just don't know. But, like, it just sucks. People, like, fucking coming out of the word work, doing this crap. And it's like, Ugh, I just don't underst- I just don't understand the the thinking behind it, and then it's like if you no, can't it's, it's if you terrible. can't get someone who has autism or you know an autistic actor or something like that to play that role, then maybe you should change the direction of your movie you know you'd think you'd think you'd think that's you know and it's just like it's so hypocritical like reading those tweets, you know where she's like. My intentions are awesome. It's like, no, they're not (laughs) like maybe they started off that way. But then you decided to just put your own. Yeah. But then you decided to put your like make try to make your life easier and not actually care about the message that you're, you know, and completely devalue the message that you're trying to put across in the movie. Ah! So annoying.
0: (laughs) Not me having to not listen to Sia because she's problematic. Oh, my Lord. Who can I listen to? I know. Only Beyonce (laughs) and Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. She's not mm problematic. kind of sometimes, but (laughs) everyone is problematic in their own way. But yeah, no, but, but this is like. This is problematic in a way that like I, no, 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 no,
1: no. No, it's just, and also it's just the reaction too. you know what I mean? Like, and and this is the second time I think something has happened in the past couple of months with where a movie has been incredibly offensive to this disabled community because of Annie's The Witches.
0: (sighs) I know. But like the The reaction
1: to that, the reaction to that, and it's like, I watched it. Before this backlash started, um, and the reaction to that from the studio and from all the people involved were was very apologetic. Obviously, it doesn't you know completely absolve them or whatever, but it's a completely different reaction to what C is having right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, being completely defensive and also and also offensive to the people who are trying to in- educate her about why she's wrong. It's just.
0: Ah! It's not good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, like, as we said, but Sia, bad, bad, bad. Your reaction to it was bad, bad, bad. I will not be watching your film. Um, And I hope that you reflect Sia on what you did and why it was wrong. And I hope that this opens more opportunities, hopefully, and conversations to allow um, the disabled community to be able to represent um, themselves. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's also like, I mean, whatever. I think that's just an important conversation that needs to start being had. Um, Yes, let's let's have as in like the world, the world. Like, let's as a collective be better. Let's think about
1: it. I mean, it's let's not be ableist. It's unbelievable to me. Like, and I mean, it's just it shouldn't be so unbelievable because I know people are just like stupid, but like that no one took a second thought about this.
0: I can't. So stupid. And then, I mean, to round to round out this uh, episode, we have I think the biggest, the biggest controversy, which I'm I have mixed feelings about, um, of the week, and that was the Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio slash D'Amelio family slash James Charles slash Trisha
1: Paytas drama. Ugh. I mean, this is something, like, I don't, I mean, we were talking about this last night because we were talking about Charlie. And, like, I mean, most, a ton of her followers have to be bots. There's no way that many million I mean, people there, follow her.
0: I think she's, like, extremely famous. Oh, but yeah.
1: No, not I think discounting that, it, but it's...
0: No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, I think there's absolutely no way that this girl can gain... like millions and millions of followers within a day like less than 12 hours a million a million people that like that's that's a lot of fucking people and also like i feel like a lot of people i know don't follow charlie
1: exactly and and i feel like a lot of people don't actually follow people on tiktok you know what i mean like i don't ever go to my following tab on tiktok i always go to my for you like my just for you page and swipe basically so it's, like, I don't, I mean.
0: It's, I saw it's a TikTok today a that funny. was,
1: like, this random person. was, like, oh,
0: this has nothing to do with, it's Addison Rae, but it was Addison Rae doing her, like. Yeah. And it was, like, I'll never forgive y'all for letting this girl be famous. And that's, like, kind of how <laughs> I feel about the D'Amelio family. Like, I think a lot of people, like, defend Charlie. And I think a lot of people, like, a lot of, like, f- creators, like TikTok creators like Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I have actually no beef with Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah. I actually don't, beef is, is what me and I have a lot invested in the topic, to which I don't, but I actually don't really like Dixie D'Amelio. Everything I've seen of her, I think she's kind of a brat. She, to me, seems like a brat. Uh, I think her, she's trying to make a personality out of being aloof, but mm-hmm. it's just to me coming off a bit ungrateful and... I don't like, like it really. So I don't really subscribe to her at all. But so when people were talking about, she was like rude to their chefs or whatever. I'm like, that doesn't shock me. I mean, to cancel the way that people were like canceling these girls over this stuff. I'm like, y'all like you have too much time on your hands. Like what we shouldn't be canceling them for is like being, them being rude to their chefs. To me, it's just the collective idea of like privilege in this country and their privilege Mm -hmm. and the the fact that these people got famous so fast and like we as a society are allowing people to do nothing and just be famous for it. To me, that's the real topic at hand. Them being rude to their chef, which they're doing for a YouTube video, which they're doing for a bit because it's
1: basically reality TV on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, let's talk about really what's at hand. Also, like. There are tons of double standards there, because I don't if like all of these, YouTube, I mean, TikTok guys are, are, are horrible people and they never get canceled for any of it. They just do the worst shit. And it's like literally what happened in the video was like their personal chef or whatever, who's like part of their staff made like a bunch of courses and they were like making faces and gagging when he brought snails out and people were like, All up in arms and whatever. And and Charlie lost, like, I think, like, two million followers over the course of a few days or something. But then literally immediately I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like she's going to have to wait another week to get a million followers or 100 million followers at this point, you know, which is what ended up happening. She got them like two days later. So the controversy like spun around. It was like a boomerang, you know, like all these people left and then people were hearing about it. So they were like, oh, what's going on with this girl? Let me follow her if that's what we're believing, that she just gains that many followers in, in five days or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's I don't also know. The, t- the TikTok algorithm is just like, I mean, I love
0: TikTok. I'm always on it. But like, if you like watch, it was like that drama was drama for five seconds. And like everyone just uses their drama as like a way to do their own thing. It's like people do wedding it, like people talking about the drama, people defending Charlie, people shitting on Charlie, people like making things up about it. People talking about Trisha Paytas. Trisha Paytas being racist and trash and awful. I'm like, Trisha Paytas, literally go away. I like I'm so tired of hearing her voice and then like people hated james charles now they don't hate james charles i'm like i gen z and these people that they love i can't keep
1: up i cannot keep up
0: i know that's the thing it's like they i
1: i really i enjoy like as we've said on this podcast i really enjoy a lot of the gen zers and you know teens on tiktok and everything but i i feel like these these people they they put up on pedestals for doing little dance moves um, is yeah. not something. Is not something I can sign off on. Is not something that I can stand or I can support at all. Um, and I just think it, it lacks originality. They all, you know, lose completely lose any sense of originality after five minutes. Like you said, the the lifespan on any sort of joke or any sort of trend on TikTok is minuscule. So. Same way, same way, you know, they, they, they have nothing basically to offer then because they're like, oh, like my, my five seconds are up. So like, let me just con- continue to do these like basic ass, like old, like boring dance moves. <laughs> Sorry. Like I never was into the TikTok dances. I can't really dance very well. So it wasn't really something I was doing during quarantine. But like, I just, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with them. It, it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, but yeah. the Yeah. Trisha, and i also die trisha on the hill of thing. like, it's
0: just tiktok is so frustrating to me sometimes because like obviously my algorithm shows me people i want to see but like i i will stay saying that like like just be like i'm just psa psa to everyone basically i'm so tired of seeing like little white girls little white men anyone anyone who's not black basically put their finger over their mouth instead of saying the n-word like it it just because you do that doesn't mean that you are like suddenly insane saint and you are absolved of all the terrible things. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so annoying and I'm so tired of seeing it. And like, as that, I say this, it's like Dixie D'Amelio deleted the video, but her, she literally put like an audio of Trisha Paytas saying the N word and was like dancing to it. I'm like, uh, and people were like, yes, Dixie get her. I'm like, you are literally using two white women are using racism and literally like black people's plight in this word to like, weaponize it towards each other
1: okay i I didn't even get that i don't even understand that that's what it was i thought she was just dancing to the sound like this it's because you know i just like i can't keep up with these people but it's like that's disgusting (laughs) that is literally horrendous what to like get one up in your feud you're gonna like oh i can't i can't deal with it
0: it's literally what making your millions of followers probably many of them are black relive their that trauma I was like, this is fucking insane. And everyone, like, and I'm like, our people, like, obviously on Twitter, like, people I follow were like, what the fuck is this? But, like, truly, I was like, I was baffled. I was baffled. That, li- like, I, oh my God, I just can't. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And this is what makes me believe, like, I'm like, that, this, this is literally how Trump almost won again. This, this whole thing of people who are, like, watching, racism be weaponized in this little 18 year old girl who has thousands and millions of followers and they're just like yeah get him, bitch get her get her and like they're so they're so normalized to hearing the n-word on tiktok that they can't even realize the implications of what that whole entire exchange just was that is shakes me i watched that and i was like i went to the comments and i was baffled that i didn't see thousands of people being like what the fuck is this
1: and then she deleted it and she said the reason she deleted it in all caps, I deleted that video because my point, the video because my point that I was trying to make was proven and I don't need to promote a racist sound. So then why'd you do it in the first place, Dixie? And that's just it. It's like all these TikTokers, like
0: they just continuously can keep fucking up and just apologizing and fucking up and apologizing. Um, and that's where I'm like, this this is not changing your opinion because you've learned new information. This is literally just you can do whatever you want and you know you can just apologize for it and apologize quote unquote because no one's like it's just so fucked. It's like so fucked. Mm-hmm. I'm like people are dying and like Dixie D'Amelio's
1: fighting with Trisha Paytas. I like can't deal. And they're making so much money, like every fucking second of every day. It's Oh my god. Repulsive. It's it's so sickening. But yeah, just a reminder, don't follow those girls on TikTok because they're actually not adding anything to your life. Yeah, and it's amazing also, like, how when you cut something out of your life, you realize like how much it doesn't matter, and not that I ever they were ever in my life because, like I said, I don't I don't really get dance TikToks on my TikTok. I get more like <laughs> Glee recaps. <laughs> no, same. I, <laughs> I'm not, like, I've, I've and people like literally during the election, like doing all the counting and everything, like which was amazing. But like, no, like it, you can. They, I promise you, they're not adding that much to your life, and then you cannot contribute to this toxic society that is, has been created. (laughs) Follow some of the original, or the the more original people who, not original, like, they create original content, like, actually funny stuff. Yeah, agreed. Like, like, the thank you man. Yes. Thank you. And also,
0: like, with this whole drama, like, let's everyone, like, let's, if you are going to subscribe to it, or, like, you want to be a part of it, let's take it, like, a step further and maybe think about it beyond snails and how it's actually extremely racist and and enabling racism to perpetuate point points were
1: made points were made um,
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> points were made throughout all i mean throughout the week throughout this podcast and i think like we just have to now round it out with i feel meg is invested in this whole thing because <laughs> it has to do with movies Meg
1: in the movies. Meg in the movies.
0: A magnificent our, mix. <laughs> exactly. And our go girl, give us nothing, goes to none other than Wonder Woman, 1980 something. 1984. I know. I
1: keep saying 1989. Yes. Um, but it's 1984. Um, yeah. I don't know how to feel about this yet. I I, I I think I'm happy about it. I think I'm also like very bummed about it. So I think that's why it's kind of a go girl, give us nothing. Um, the future of movie theaters is very fraught right now. Um, And that makes me incredibly sad, of course. Um, But basically what happened this week is that Warner Brothers um, announced that Wonder Woman 1984 will be released in theaters that are open on Christmas Day, as was previously scheduled after it had been pushed back twice because it was supposed to come out in June. Um, And but that at the same time, simultaneously, it will be streaming on HBO Max on Christmas Day. So basically, anyone who has HBO Max can watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home on Christmas Day and thereafter um, for no extra cost. This yes. is not like a Mulan situation where you have to pay the 30 extra dollars. This is just it's just going to be streaming. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is a go, go give us nothing to HBO Max because HBO Max had a terrible rollout in terms of when it launched back in this I think the summer because nobody could understand what it was but it's actually a really incredible service I think that has a really broad um back catalog and and so much stuff to watch um and but also it's not available on Roku so I can't even watch it on my TV which is thank you so much to thank you so much to HBO Max and Roku for being little bitches (laughs) thank you um Yeah, I mean, I think Wonder Woman 1984 was the last line of defense for the movies in 2020. It was basically like, is this going to happen or is it not going to happen? And it is going to go out in movie theaters globally, basically, because when kind of the surge stopped in some other countries, you know, like China had some box office weekend back in like August or September where they had two movies make like a hundred million dollars in the opening weekend. So. So there are other places where movies are opening. They will make some money overseas. They will make a lot less money here. Um, And I guess HBO Max is hoping for some more subscribers um, because I know that HBO or Warner or whatever it was laid off a lot of people um, because it just wasn't a successful launch. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to watch it. It's, but it is kind of a letdown because it's the kind of movie that you really want to see on the big screen. It's it's filmed for the big screen. It's filmed for a theater experience. Um, and I just don't, I don't know what this means and I don't know what's next. You know, is, is Black Widow going to be next? Potentially is, you know, like, I don't know. So I know. Go so Girl, wild. give us like- nothing. No actual answers, technically, even though we know we're going to be able to see it. This gives me no clarity on what's going to happen. With the movies, I know. It's sad. It's like,
0: I it just sucks like yeah. it sucks everyone knows it sucks, um, and *Goguryeo* was nothing, no clarity, nothing. I guess we'll watch it, but like it would have been great to see it on the big screen. Yeah. But also like let's save lives. So we yes, get it. no,
1: I mean a hundred percent. Obviously, like the movie is like the least of everyone's worries, but not really. But it is like it just sucks. It's just one of those things that it's getting really tiresome, not being able to, to see things, things getting pushed back more and and um, entertainment and stuff like that. You know. It's like we were talking about with award shows, it's like, yes, OK, you know, they're deeply disturbing and troubling about the way that it's going on. But also, like, it's nice to have a little entertainment in our lives sometimes, something fresh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose we'll watch it and we'll give you our review for sure after Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> of Gal Gadot's acting, acting, I'm doing <laughs> Miss Gadot. I'm doing I'm doing a air quotes, air quotes, but. But yes,
0: um, and as we always say, that's all she wrote, isn't it? That's all
1: she wrote. That's all she wrote. Um, A crazy, hectic, chaotic week, completely crazy.
0: Yes, it was very hectic, chaotic. We enter into a holiday week. We hope everyone stays safe, as we all know. Um, We hope you enjoy your time with your, you know, immediate families, as we all say, small bubbles. Wearing masks, if you're traveling, see. please, yeah, wear a mask, stay safe. Um, please rate, you know, comment, subscribe, all the
1: good. Yeah, things. we haven't gotten a we haven't gotten a review in a while, so so like get on uh, that, please. Um, so like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please.
0: But yes, I love <laughs> us begging for reviews. Yeah, please, review, please. Review. Um, <laughs> for Thanksgiving, all, but most importantly, I love you. Megan.
1: I love you, Giselle.